Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome back to the B-List. I'm B. It's been a minute, took a little time off for the holidays, but I am really happy to be back. I have a special guest um, with us today. She's, this is her second time here. We talked, I think it was like April of like, I looked, it was like 2021. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I ran into you uh, for Christmas. We were at a Yankee swap and that was really fun. (laughs) It was, although I learned the hard way that there is a real strategy to that game. Yeah, it was like pretty cutthroat. I'm new to it. So I think that was like the first one that I've ever actually been to, but I do it again. Love Tracy. It was my first two and I would definitely do it again, but I would definitely do it differently this time. I was as a Dyson hairdryer got taken (laughs) right out of my hands. It was heartbreaking. How much are those? Is it like $300 now? That's a pricey item. I actually don't know how much it is, but it's definitely between three and five. I bought someone an ashtray. So got the ashtray and I love it. Oh yeah, you did get it. I love Not that. a Dyson. <laughs> Everyone's sorry to sorry to not introduce her. This is Gabrielle Bluestone. You guys might have heard of her on here, maybe, or um, also she's a journalist. She's been featured in New York Times, um, Washington Post, New York Magazine, Gawker, among many others. She's also a nominated executive producer of Netflix's Fire, which is about Fire Festival. She's also the author of Hype which is the first time you came on here we were talking about that book, Hype, How Scammers, Grifters, and Con Artists Are Taking Over the Internet and Why We're Following. So welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. It is an honor and a pleasure. It's perfectly like the perfect timing to have you back on because of that book specifically, because of what's kind of going on and what I've been thinking about and stuff. But we'll we'll get into all that. But wow, what a time. Would you say that this is like the year of the scammer? I'd say this is the decade of the scammer, but I do think we're starting to see diminishing returns finally on scamming. Okay. Well, we'll get into that. First things first though. Do you think Gypsy Rose will kill again? (laughs) (laughs) I was literally just thinking that before I came on here. I saw a photo of her taking photos with like fans because this kind of goes into what we're going to talk about a bit, but like she kind of got out of prison and immediately had this like built-in fan base. People are calling her like mother and like Mm -hmm. icon. And I don't know. It's a lot, but I don't know. I don't know how to feel about her. Convinced she did nothing wrong. I didn't, she didn't do anything wrong in my, I mean, she did try to kill her mother or she did kill her mother, right? She did. She, I think like, she instructed someone to do it. So she was right. An accomplice in it. She didn't actually, you know, bring the knife down, but it was certainly she was part of the plot. I'm confused. She's married, but did she when did she get married? Was she married before she went to prison? So 
this is a different guy than the guy she was dating who killed her mom. I don't I hope so. know this story super well, but what I understand is he like reached out to her in prison and that was how they got mm. together. Okay. Um, and I can't get over how much he looks like her mother. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He, you mean he looks like her mother because he does. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's weird. It's because I was looking at a photo of her and I was like, it's like she could kill again. Like I see it in her eyes. Like, you know, once you get the taste for blood, it's like she probably, <laughs> I would be nervous around her. I don't know. She's an interesting person. So uh, we'll be watching, know. we'll be watching her trajectory, Miss Gypsy Rose. See if she... <laughs> We've got an eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> So that she'll kill again necessarily, but I don't think this is the end of general crimes. Yeah. Where's she from? Is she from the South? That's a good question. I don't actually know. Yeah. She gives me were, like Missouri. She seems like someone who would be from Missouri. It's the silver teeth. They had, they had moved, but they were living in New Orleans okay. at one point because that was an integral part of the scheme because her mom was able to claim that a lot of her medical records were right. destroyed. Louisiana. Right. Louisiana. Right. But right. I don't know she was born. Uh, yeah, I mean Louisiana just checks out because the silver teeth. Mm. Your book, how the uh, the hype, how scammers and grifters and con artists are taking over the internet and all that. I was just thinking this week. I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We might as well right now, right? It's like iconic television. Would you say maybe that's like the best Housewives episode of all time? Maybe the best finale, right? Yeah, I mean that's in the sense that you have to watch the whole season for it really to like have that emotional heft. It's not a standalone episode like a scary island that you can just You think? I don't think, think so. I feel like I've encountered a lot of people that watched this finale that don't ever watch the show and they also had like like novels that they could write about it just like from all the flashbacks and they felt like okay, I, I would watch the rest of the season but didn't necessarily like need to. That's kind of what I was hearing, but yeah, that's well, interesting cuz but part of the the joy of that episode came from the way that they had really kind of suggested that up. Meredith was culprit in the episode before. And it was that yeah. final flip and twist uh, that really did it for me. About the boutique? Well, that part too. But they had been trying to suggest that Meredith was DMing yeah. those documents, which like if Monica hadn't been Monica, mm -hmm. like I would have believed it. And I think that's part of why it hits so hard. So like... Okay, so I've always said on this podcast, too, with Monica, I was, like, really, like, cautiously standing. Like, I was, like, it's kind of like the saying, a crush is just a lack of knowledge. <laughs> like, like once you get to know, I knew that there was going to be something coming where I was going to really not like this woman. I don't, like, dislike her. I think she, like, contributed a lot to the show, for sure. But, like, I don't need to see her again after this. Like, I, th I think it's too dark. I think that her home life is too dark. I think that the amount of stalking that kind of went on. Cause I, I, from what I understand, it wasn't even just Jen that she was stalking but here. It was like other things that weren't really shown on the mm -hmm. show. So it got really, really dark. And there were all these different layers to it. Like for me, it wasn't even the biggest crime here. Wasn't the, the Finsta. It was the driving by people's houses, lying about like all your last names, lying about ethnicities. Like, it's just like, it's a lot. Yeah, that was the part where the I guess you were right. The, it the felt like a footage when you saw her with the blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is real deep. Yeah. And then you kind of like get all the like apparently online people have done digging into her, obviously, but like she's been sued multiple times by like all these different sources and different people. And no one that's normal gets sued this much. Mm -hmm. It's very in. Yeah. I don't want to like diagnose her or anything. There's something seemingly like off 
going on there. You know what I mean? I think she just plays it off well. Yeah, um, interesting kind of um, archetype, like a character type of kind of like the oversharer. Yeah. Who overhears selective details to hide what's really going on. And I think she's a really good example of that where she came out swinging with the, oh, yeah, I've been sleeping with my brother-in-law. Look yeah. Look I am about all of my faults. And it really served as like a smokescreen to like all of yeah. them. It's kind of like when Trump says, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Ave and shoot someone and I would still, <laughs> he's not necessarily referring to like killing people, but he's talking about all of his other crimes. And you know what I mean? It's just like in broad daylight. So you can't really say that you're hiding anything. I'm seeing a lot of conversation about Monica being like, you know, one of the best villains of housewife history. And I don't know about that. I mean, she pulled one over on these people, but I don't know if she's put in the work to really be like one of the best villains. I mean, I no, think- what- what made her good is is the other ladies finding out and that investigation yeah. and that realization. Yeah. Like sense that her being on the show was entertaining. Yeah. It wasn't that she was like such a mastermind. You know, mastermind. Exactly. Yeah. But I guess like, do you, I mean, who do you think would be like the number one villain? I'm still with Danielle Stop. Like that would be my. Oh yeah. Cause she's well, clearly like sociopathic. She is. Seems it. <laughs> she's too impulsive, right? I don't think she has the yeah. ability to do like a long-term scheme, like a Lisa Vanderpump, like a Machiavellian. Yeah, that's true. Plot. I don't think she's smart enough to pull that off, but she could do crazy damage. Because... But she could kidnap you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> yeah, she has no morals and there's no yeah. line, but I'd be less scared of her than someone who understands that revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah, that's true. What do you think? What is the existence of a character like Monica on a show like Salt Lake City? What do you think it says about the audience? And like what we've come to start willing to accept as entertainment? Because like I said, a lot of the conversation around Monica, she's clearly done bad things. And it seems like there's an overwhelming response to it online that says like, everyone's calling her mother. She's an icon. She's all of these things. And I'm like, or she's like pretty damaged person that's like trying to hurt all these women around her, you know what I mean? What does that say about like the show and where it's going? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that as an audience to enter kind of your first question, we have like pathologized this kind of behavior. Yeah. Like the fact that we're looking at somebody, like you were saying about, about Gypsy, uh-huh. the fact that we're looking at her because she was caught in an untenable situation, that murder was her only way out, that we're now kind of glamorizing that. that I don't understand that. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think we're almost like numb to it that like fictional plots on the screen, we forget that these people are real, that these things are really happening. Yeah. I'd like to believe that if we saw this in our real life, we would still be appropriately horrified and that that the inch of TV screen between us and what's happening or the cell phone screen, you know, that distance is kind of what's creating this cognitive dissonance. It's a little disturbing. And it's part of a larger trend where we glamorize scammers. Um, yeah. There's- Thing about con artists that we just love. It's the yeah. only criminal that ever really fails upwards. They're the skill set that's required to pull off things like that is also what we value in people, right? The, yeah. grit, the quick thinking. And for some reason, it isn't a turn off, it's a turn on. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just thought of it. It's like, I guess if last year was maybe, or if this is this decade of the scammer, I think that this year would be the year of the troll. Mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about it, it's like obviously with the existence of someone like Monica or even her mom getting on a show like Salt Lake City or even like in so many other areas of media and entertainment in the world, like George Santos, Vivek Ramaswamy. These are trolls that have infiltrated the world of politics, right? 
Matt Reif is a troll from the internet who's now infiltrated mainstream comedy. If you can think he's funny, but I don't. But you know what I mean? I feel like there's this new like wave of now trolls are finally making their way into the shows and the platforms that they used to troll. You know what I mean? I mean, arguably Z-Way was a troll yeah. and she was out trolled yeah. by George Santos. It was yeah. incredible. I have to ask you, what was your take on that? Did you watch it? I watched clips of it. I didn't I watch clips. Through. I saw, you know, what was what was on social media. It's a perfect encapsulation of what we're talking about, right? Like he was going to be scrambling for that interview without thinking about what it means or what platform you're giving him or why, because yeah. all you care about is getting that interview. And yeah, it's yeah. the clips and the, and the, um, you know, whatever kind of bragging rights you can mm-hmm. say along with that. And then the risk you take is that he very succinctly highlighted yeah. what was going on. <laughs> so shameless that it actually shamed the people he was yeah. with. Yeah, I don't know that I would have left that in her in there if I were her. <laughs> yeah, he, I yeah. It, that she aired that, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I was thinking also just about like, you know, obviously like Monica is like, I think the reason that she got under so many people's skin on that show, specifically Lisa Barlow, is because like when Monica and Lisa would have these kind of arguments, I felt like like Lisa could sense that there's something off about her, but she, cause like Lisa argues in a way that's like, you did this, I'm annoyed by this, you upset me this way. And Monica is like, you're out of touch with reality and you're this, she goes pretty low. She'll make fun of her age or things that she thinks will, it's like she's been studying the things that are triggers for Lisa. Almost like she just, she argues like a stan. You know what I mean? She argues like a stan that's fighting on Twitter all day. Yeah, it's like everything you'd see in the comments. She copies it into a speech. Yes, exactly. There was that very funny moment. I forget who said it too, when she was like, you're old. And someone was like, we're all the same age. Yeah, (laughs) She's like, I'm older than her. Like I'm three years younger. (laughs) But it like kind of. It's it's like almost like cruel. And that's why people do it anonymously. And that's why it's, I think, so unsettling to watch somebody do it out of their mouth. Yeah. Also, I think that like when it gets so low with Monica, that's when I'm also like, there's not really a payoff here. She's just kind of mean and it stops Mm -hmm. being fun. That was the first kind of tip off to me personally was seeing how quickly she turned on Angie. And as a viewer, I was like, wait, isn't that her friend? friend. Yeah. And that was like the first inkling that like something is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, then there's the stuff that she's apparently was filming her mom when they were fighting. And did you, I don't know if you saw that stuff circulating online. Yeah, it was very hard to watch. Yeah. relationship makes me very sad. It's And then they're fighting in front of her kids. I'm just like, this is insane. Yeah. You said no more of that. But yeah, Monica, I just like, I guess at the end of the day, like, I realized at the end, she didn't really have a core identity on the show. Like, she would have funny one-liners. And she'd come in and out of scenes and just be basically histrionic and like screaming at people or something. And But there was no real core. We don't really ever have an idea of who she was. There was no there there. Like she was kind of made of spare parts. You know what I mean? I do. And I feel like I've seen that before. And I want to circle back to this because I really want to talk to you about Akhil Salahi and how that kind of goes along. Oh, with- yeah. As I was thinking about that, and I don't I don't necessarily know what it means, but I want to kind of voice this observation, which is that most of the housewives, when they come on these shows, if they are scamming or if they're lying, it's usually to make themselves look wealthier or more popular than they are. You know, it's the, the renting of the house for filming, that kind of thing, or pretending their net worth is higher than it is. Mm-hmm. Monica, that's not what she was lying about. It was, it was like she was creating a whole new person to be on yeah. the show. 
That's, yeah, she's very open about like her her net worth and and all yeah. of that. That's just a weird little thing that I I just realized. That is really yeah, that's interesting. And I totally forgot about the Mikhail Salahi thing. Yeah, the, yeah. the president and the president. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that Mikhail Salahi? I mean, I think obviously, like because of the level of that scam, like that's the reason there's there's no way you could go forward with her on a show. I mean, it literally killed the Real Housewives of DC as a show. Yeah, that's well, not fair. That show was was already really, yeah, it was already kind of dead in the water. <laughs> but like, do you? I guess that kind of just answers my own question. But I was going to ask, do you think that there's any way that if that happened today, do you think that our standards would be low enough to the where there she could still come back? Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that she hasn't come back to another city. Yeah, I think it's weird that they just don't talk about DC ever. <laughs> <laughs> Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But yeah, I guess I have a question for you, which is why do you think that that kills the show? Isn't that kind of exactly what they're looking for? Someone to be so shameless that it creates this entire run-up like event? I really do think that they don't go in. I mean, I know that production didn't know about Monica. They had no clue. <laughs> they found out like as Heather was finding out. So that's what, and, and I'm sure that'll kind of be talked about more on the reunion. Mm -hmm. But uh no, I think that these shows are predicated like truly on trying to find businesswomen and entrepreneurs. And these, I know that sounds kind of like, obviously we know it's about women fighting, but I think they do want to have some like modicum of like, is it the right word I'm looking for? Some kind of like shred of decency where they want to be able to like attract mothers and wives and people that aren't actual scammers. You know what I mean? And I think that like, this show becomes, if that becomes its identity is people like Monica and all Daniel Stobbs, then what kind of person in their right mind would open themselves up to film with someone like that? Does that kind of answer? Yeah. Like, I, I think I that's, think, that's a really fair point. Yeah. Because as the viewer, like, of course, that's what you're looking for is the most drama. Yeah. And as someone who is kind of skeptical and grossed out by it, like, of course it was, you know, appointment television. Like, do you, so do you, you don't think that Monica should come back? <laughs> I don't think she should come back because I don't see a path forward for her with the, the ladies. And I don't, I'm not interested in watching a show about her, like trying to inch her way back in. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that like 
her, but like doing something like that or being a troll is, is like a bar to their being on it. But now that you kind of point out like the difficulties that that would create for recruiting, the kind of aspirational lifestyle that really floats these shows, because I could watch, yeah. you know, just pretty houses on Beverly Hills all day. I can only watch this kind yeah. of like nastiness for so long before yeah. my own blood starts to curdle. You know, you need a lot of froth and like a little salt. Yeah. But I think that, I think also even just outside of a lack of probably storyline that that would present bringing her back, you know what I mean? Like, because no one wants to film with her. I think also it seems to me, I mean, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of this, but it seems like legality would also stop it because I believe, isn't she trying to sue Heather? Heather. Yeah, yeah, right. You're allowed to sue your castmates, right? Uh, they've <laughs> tried. Like, Is that why, why um, Andrew, Adrian Maloof was, did she leave or was she fired? Because she was threatening to she sue. She left. She was threatening to sue. And then she just stopped showing up, I think, to the reunion and stuff like that. And I think that she was threatening legal action. But I don't think that you can actually sue anybody that you're filming with that's on the show. <laughs> This isn't an original thought, but I wholeheartedly agree with it, which is that Monica definitely has a career in reality TV ahead of her. It's just not on Bravo. Yeah, no, it's definitely like a marriage boot camp or like, what is it like? Bad they, yeah, or something like TLC. Like she's going to pop up on like the masked singer or something. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's good luck to her, but I just also her like social media presence is getting kind of like. She wants to be ahead of the joke. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's the whole photo shoot of her like ripping up the newspapers and it's getting a little bit like, all right, it's heavy handed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I don't follow a lot of the housewives. So most of what I see is is from, you know, just really good accounts. Yeah. Like yours. Um, <laughs> and so I've, I've only had highlights of it, but I, I think I would get really sick of that really quickly. Yeah. I don't even, well, I think I followed her because she followed me and I was like, oh. So I, I, but I don't even, I think she might still. So I should probably watch what I say on my stuff. I don't want her, I don't want her to start a Finsta against me. <laughs> Monica, I take it back, whatever I said. So, I mean, yeah, what do you think? I mean, I guess, are you watching Potomac at all? Uh, no, I'm not up to date on Potomac. Yeah. You're not missing a thing. <laughs> and I was just thinking like, also like with casting and now we're getting into the age of like these shows have now been around for almost two decades and now you have no choice but to kind of start casting from a pool of fans that have watched these shows, studied them and come on with like preconceived ideas of how they're going to portray themselves or just kind of act in when they're filming. Like, I mean, NECA is, I think it's in NECA, I want to say. That's the I'm new woman on her. Just people complaining about her. She is not good. I think it's like, I think we're in an age right now where it's like, the overwhelming majority of new wives just aren't sticking. We've got that new random woman on Beverly Hills. Not a fan. Yeah, who's breaking all kind of like HIPAA violations, apparently. She's like an anesthesiologist who's like self-diagnosing Sutton. Talk about skin. If it weren't for the Chiron, you really would think she was an anesthesiologist. Like she's not. She's portraying herself as one. Oh, is she not? She keeps talking about in the field of anesthesiology. I think she's a, a nurse. And, and oh. I think it might require extra training, so it, it isn't like anything to scoff at necessarily, but she's definitely trying to portray herself as a doctor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, they're also featuring her like really scarcely. It seems like they just yeah. aren't sure that I think they even she got cut, right? Because she didn't show up till like what the seventh episode. That's yeah. And then she's like, I feel like Sutton's matchmaker is getting more screen time than her. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's insane. I but also I don't like Beverly Hills very much at all. I mean, we're literally like circling the drain with this conversation about language, about obviously like you don't say that a black woman is aggressive. That's just like I mean, obviously Garcelle's correct with that, but the fact that we're still talking about it for like three seasons in a row is like, okay, well Dorit just wants to be willfully ignorant and no one's learning here. I don't know, there's something off with Beverly Hills. It's stale. For me. Yeah. Because it's hard because to watch a show like SLC and then come to Beverly Hills and you're like, it's not hidden. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, I was with a friend last week who had never seen a housewife show at all. And so I started showing her the first season of Beverly Hills and it oh. just like, taking a warm bath. It was like going back to <laughs> the best of the housewives, the aspirational living, the catty comments, Camille Grammer, unhinged. And I think yeah. that's what you were saying about the importance of casting people that aren't already prepared and have done their homework and that kind of thing like it just it takes the the joy away from it i don't know that like i was just saying i think a couple weeks ago with beverly hills specifically like that's not a show that that's not a city that i ever revisit because it was got so dark in those early years like it's like roni i could revisit because it's nothing really happens and it's literally just slapstick you know what i mean Mm -hmm. But like I, too. I think Roni was so long ago that the first season is like a square, like it's the yeah. old TV sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've really been enjoying Ultimate Girls Trip for that reason. Oh, the new one? Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I was like, I love like the Dorinda of it all. And I thought it was interesting to get Kelly Ben Simone back on. And it was really great. I think Kristen ended up being like the bright spot of it for me. But I'll be honest, I didn't even finish it. Like, I think I have two more episodes to go and I don't even know if I'll finish it. Oh, same. Yeah. I just watched the episode where they go surfing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I think that we need to have a conversation about even though you love some of these women, it doesn't mean that they need to be on television forever. Like, yeah, that's fair. I like, could do without fighting about, I was on pause. I was fired. Dorinda, I think, is like a great example of that. Like, she gave her best. She was really great for several years. And now I think we've just like, we've lost the plot. And I don't think that we're going to get anything like real out of her. Because I, like I said before, I think I've mentioned this, but it's just like, it just gets so meta with some of them. Because like, then their jobs become, then they're being filmed doing their jobs that are like winking and nods at the fact that they're on a reality show. For instance, like the whole uh cabaret thing it's just like it's a cabaret show about you being a reality star but we're filming the reality show of you doing the cat you know what i mean it's like a picture within a picture within a picture and it just kind of well, the, like, re- the reason i like the girls trips though is because they are at least allowed to talk openly about the fact true. that they're filming a show like the thing yeah. that annoys me the most about housewives shows are when it's very clear that they're fighting about like you said this on camera Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you say that these fights would be so much less tedious and it would make so much more sense. And I don't know. It's like that insistence on keeping that wall up that sometimes yeah. I think hurts the, the plot itself. I think Brian Moreland said, do you know Brian Moreland, the writer? Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. He was bound to hear once. And I think he said, I think he wrote it somewhere that every single fight, like probably like 95% of the arguments on Real Housewives are always about the show. Like they may say it's about, allegations of cheating or something like that but it's always about the show like it's about you being mad that someone brought something up on camera about what's going on it's not really about what you're actually fighting about yeah and and how interesting would it be if Dorit could just be like you caused a bunch of page six headlines that like made me look bad and hurt me and my husband instead of it being like oh you named us in a game like we know that's not what it is yeah yeah I was gonna say something else oh about uh just 
Roni and Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, for me, the reason it didn't really work too is I love the thing that you mentioned with the breaking of the third wall. Uh, <laughs> all the walls. The walls. But it didn't really work with Roni though, because I feel like they get so stuck and they, for some reason, they're only talking, I don't, they're only talking about Scary Island, but we're not in the same vacation spot as Scary Island, which is weird, right? We keep talking about like Scary Island trip, but we're in St. Bart's. So it's that's weird. But they yeah. seemed really hung up on just a couple of episodes talking about something as opposed to like the overarching. Like it would have been really interesting if they could talk about Bethany more. Yeah. Like I'm interested in knowing what Bethany and Sonia even talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. That's something probably will never show. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, it definitely like probably sent them like notes. Do not mention Bethany's name at all. I mean, Bethany would love that, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like this breaking of the fourth wall works with the other girls trips because I think also the other women don't know each other and they're getting to know each other, but. I thought Thailand was so bad. Oh, Thailand was terrible, but it, the vibes were just rancid because of Giselle yeah. and Portia. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I'm usually a Heather fan. I really did not like her telling Leah that she needed to start drinking again. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, yeah. That really, really I, I didn't sit well. It didn't sit well. It didn't look great, but in the end they kind of came together and worked it out and now they're friends, which is great. But cause I, they're both great people, but they're the only two people I could stand on that fucking trip. I thought it was like, maybe the, again, I like a ton of fans. Like Whitney Rose is almost like fan level ish. I feel like she's someone who studies like the greats, like Ashley Darby. Cause I think like she really does. Yeah. I feel like Whitney Rose is like the white Ashley Darby. She kind of serves that same purpose on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't do it as well. She doesn't do it as well. They both have like a, a child like kind of um innocence to them at the same time. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mischievous. Yeah. Also, uh, this just popped into my head before, but thinking about Potomac, like a great example of how I want my housewife scammers to be the season when they were convinced that, oh gosh, what's her name? The Grand Dame was lying about. Oh yeah, Karen. Karen was lying about her home and they ordered the pizzas there. Like that's the kind <laughs> of scammer hijack. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It, exactly. It really only works when like they're lying about their net worth. When it comes to anything else, it just gets a little dark. I totally agree. And like I've always said before on here, uh, some of my favorite housewives are always broke housewives. They're just like the most entertaining. Sheree, like when she was flat oh. broke in those early years, that was amazing. Karen, when she was broke, was amazing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I, yeah. I thought I had something else. <laughs> I said, but I digress. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk a bit about Real Housewives of Miami and we're housewives ultimate girls trip more with you and go into in and out lists for 2024 but wait did i have anything else to say about monica no monica can kick rocks we hope that she has a great life but um before we head over to the bonus episode and talk about all those things did you want to tell anybody anyone any, did you want to tell everyone about any projects that you have coming up i know that are you allowed to talk about what you were doing today can we talk uh, about that or is that like it's kind of uh right now okay okay, okay. If you bleep it out, I am working on a documentary right now about a fascinating figure, and I'm so excited to share yeah. that episode. Uh, we are in the middle of filming right now, so I okay. can't much, but it has been amazing. It'll and be good. Honestly, I think would make an amazing housewife. Yeah, that would be New York, right? It would be. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a Beverly Hills housewife. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 California. Yeah. But yeah, I wish I could share more. Unfortunately, 
know, I'm in the middle of so many projects that I are not in a stage where I can brag yet, but yeah, well, I we just, <laughs> well, we do have Netflix is fire, which everyone can check out already on Netflix. Is it still up? I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's probably up there it forever. Is, yeah. It's a, a Netflix exclusive. They'll never take it down. <laughs> and then there's the book hype, how scammers, grifters, and con artists are taking over the internet. Although that is something we could really talk about quickly, which is that Billy McFarlane is out of prison now and scamming again. I read that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, what was, I don't really follow him deeply, but I did see some headlines and I was like, oh, is he just really bad at this? Let me give you a quick update. Billy McFarland has launched Fire Festival 2. He's selling tickets to it. If you go to the website, the only information, there's no lineup. The only information is the location is caribbean sea that's it <laughs> and uh it's amazing what i can see of news coverage and a recent lawsuit that was filed against him he obviously has some money behind him and it appears that he got a couple hundred thousand dollars from a child molester that he met in prison oh my god <laughs> either you know, the child molester says that billy scammed him billy claims that he was so horrified by the allegations that he will no longer work with him you know i'll, I'll leave it up to you to decide who sees more <laughs> worthy in this yeah uh, yeah now the convicted convicted felon is suing billy to get his like six hundred thousand oh dollars my god when did billy get out of prison like last year yeah yeah okay. immediately i mean he had a publicist already like he's been hosting people doing zero gravity flights again which oh my god the documentary was something that he <laughs> did to like Haley bieber and kendall jenner without warning them so they're in this janky airplane that the engine just off <laughs> with no warning. Like this is the kind of stuff he does. That's so insane. I always think about like Jaw Rule too, because do you think that like Jaw Rule's level of, did we ever talk about this? Jaw Rule's level of involvement in it? Because I feel like he was just kind of like blindly like corralled into this, right? Or do you think yeah, that it was- Yeah, I've always described him as like a useful idiot. Okay, yeah. You yeah. know, he gave a sheen of celebrity to Billy early on, which enabled him to kind of build on that. You know, the sad thing about our culture is once you have a celebrity endorsement, people stop fact-checking. People yeah. Stop due diligence. Honestly, it was the same thing that happened with Madoff, right? Like once you had yeah. these names, everybody just wanted to be a part of it. Nobody cared what the yeah. underlying like, information yeah. was. Yeah. mess. Oh my God. Well, he's out. I wonder, he'll definitely be on a reality show sooner or later. I'm shocked he's not already. I know he's been like filming some stuff, but it's very hard to tell what's real and what's not. Oh my God. Well, you guys definitely check out Netflix's Fire. It's great. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone has already actually seen it. That's the one everyone watched. Do for a rewatch. Yes. And then tonight at the Golden Globes, but I'm not watching that shit. I don't, I'm never, I think award shows are so over. You got your Emmy, which is great. But I don't watch, I don't watch like award shows. Like I can't sit through them. You know what I mean? Do you ever? I like the red carpet of it all. Yeah. I'll I'll just read the the list of winners the morning after. Exactly, exactly. And if they're not doing the red carpet with Joan Rivers, then I don't, you know what I mean? Golden Globes were always kind of a standout because that was the one where celebrities were encouraged to get like wasted. Yeah. (laughs) That was always fun. I would take that over like the Emmys or the Oscars, but yeah, I could do without all of them. And it's, you know, I, when I worked at Gawker, like my job was live blogging all these events. I used to live for this stuff, but I guess uh, it gets old. But now with the age of the internet again, and so many troll accounts and troll people that like, I feel like everyone's a red carpet blogger now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's, everyone's got, I call them the Zara, the Zara floral print button up gaze that sit and critique all the different gowns. <laughs> but 
Yeah. Well, um, let's go over to the bonus episode. You guys go to patreon.com slash the B list to subscribe to the bonus episode. And we are going to talk about some in and outs for 2024. And we are going to talk about Bethany, the Bethany of it all. Mention it all. What was that? Mention it all. Mention it all. And then are you watching Miami? I am watching. I'm a little bit behind, but I'm watching and loving it. It's good. We're, yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about it. You guys go over there and um, I hope you guys have a happy new year. And thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.